just watched episode three of The Chosen. It's called Jesus Loves the Little Children. If you don't know, The Chosen is attempting to be a crowdfunded um, multi-season series about the life of Jesus, apparently the first of its kind. Um, there have been movies about the life of Jesus and there have been mini series, but there's never been a multi-season series about the life of Jesus. And honestly, I read the Wikipedia description of it and immediately decided this is not worth my time. I'm not the kind of person who binges TV and it's not long. It's eight episodes so far in season one. And I don't even think most of the episodes or any of the episodes are an hour. At least they haven't been so far. And yeah, it's just, I don't, I don't want to waste the time. You know, I'm not, I'm not interested. And also I'm just leery of heresy and, you know, too much imagination, right? Like I don't want to fall in love with somebody else's Jesus that gives me a false picture of who Jesus really is. And that's always the danger, right? Because you have to fill in the gaps somehow. The gospel shows like glimpses of who Jesus is, but you know, the authors knew him. Well, some of the authors at least knew him, but I don't know him. I mean, not like that. I, don't, I didn't know him in the flesh. And so sometimes it's just hard to resonate with Jesus, but this third episode, definitely my favorite so far. Um, yeah, it's just, uh, you can watch it on YouTube or on the app, by the way, if you're curious. Um, this third episode really hammered home to me um, how much Jesus just delighted in children. Not not even just that he like tolerated them, like he let them stay and be part of the audience or something, but like he specifically valued and loved children. Um, yeah, it's interesting because I'm not really a kid person, but the older I get, the more I find myself just, uh, enjoying being around them, I guess. Not everybody's kids and not a bunch of kids at once, but, you know, um, a, a couple of kids, right? Like at a time I can handle that and, and it's fun. They're so different, right? Like, I I still feel a little bit like, I don't know if y'all ever watched that TV show Recess, but the kindergartners were portrayed as these, like, aboriginal, like, totally savage, you know, semi, I mean, not semi-human, like, they're not human, but, like, animalistic, right? Like, just no culture, no, or I guess their own culture, gibberish language, just everybody was terrified of them. And that's, I guess, the uh, childless millennial version of what kids are but it's this episode was just so elevating right like there's a whole episode that was jesus hanging out with kids um, and even this version of jesus because he hasn't come onto the scene and declared himself to be the messiah yet he's um he's camping in the woods uh traveling around from town to town uh making woodwork and then going into town trading it for food and supplies and um yeah he doesn't seek out these kids uh inquisitive girl he's playing in the field and she finds his stuff and goes through it 
and then she runs away when she realizes Jesus has seen her. But she comes back the next day with her friend and asks him a thousand questions and then goes away and then comes back the next day with more friends. And it's just interesting to watch this relationship develop. Um, and honestly, this this one girl, like the main little child, so cute, totally would adopt her. Um, but it's, yeah, Jesus, Jesus isn't like harsh with them. He's not annoyed with them. He says, you know, hey, I have to work. But he lets them help, right? He invites them to be part of it. He's not worried about, oh, they're going to break my tools or, oh, they're going to waste my time. Like that's never even in question. Um, and they're just, they're drawn to him. Not just because he's friendly or not just because he, um, I don't know, because he's interesting and mysterious, but he's just good. And I think that's, yeah, I just, I don't know. I think, you know, sometimes kids can can figure out the important stuff more quickly than adults can. And yeah, it was just, as a, you know, I guess at this point in the story, Jesus is about my age and he's not a dad. And so I think something about being around children is a special treat for him because he knows he's not going to be a father, right? Like he's teaching them about his father, but he knows in the time that is assigned to him, that's not one of the pleasures and not one of the responsibilities that he gets to be a dad. And so just to watch him interact with all of these children as their, you know, informal teacher, um, was just beautiful and inspiring and a reminder. Um, you know, my sister was telling me yesterday that one of the things she likes about teaching is that she gets to have so many kids. You know, it's not just, you know, here's this, how like a, a couple of kids that she has that are her own children, but, you know, she got to go to Korea and be a teacher for, you know, maybe like 15 kids. Um, and so, you know, obviously there's the, the hard part, which is, you know, you get attached to your kids and then the year's up and you have new kids, but also you just get to touch so many lives. And I, uh, I didn't really like being a teacher. Um, I don't miss it. I do miss some of my kids though. I see them periodically and hide. I hide. Um, but I just, I don't know. I just, it was so interesting to see Jesus in a way that I had never really thought of him before. Um, but I, I think that there's an important picture there of what discipleship was, right? Like even, even with these little kids, right? Like they're not going to get up and follow him. They're not going to be martyrs. I mean, at least not immediately. Um, but even there, he's discipling them, right? He's teaching them about God. He's helping them handle their interpersonal conflict. There's this one kid who talks about, you know, this kid kept pushing me and he wouldn't stop. So I shoved him down. Um, and Jesus said, well, that's why you got punished. Why are you surprised? And explains to him, you know, what God says about um, justice and vengeance belonging to him. Sometimes I feel like the disciples were so privileged, like so spoiled, right? Like they got to have Jesus with them. And it makes me really mad, honestly. So I'm like, how could you guys be such knuckleheads, right? Like, give me three years with Jesus. I wouldn't have been as dense as you, right? Like I would have 
been eating this up. And then I think, oh, wait, I have the product of your three years with Jesus, right? Like I have all of the benefits of living post uh, Pentecost and I don't treat it that way at all, right? Um, but it's interesting, this whole series has been interesting and challenging. Um, you know, the disciples are very human and their backstories are very colorful, but yeah, you just, you see some of these stories and you're like, there is no way, there is no way that this, like you're ever gonna stop being just a jerk or a loser or whatever. Um, but even though you know that's how it's gonna end up, right? But like you see some of these people and you're like, you're you're too far gone. There's no way. Like even Jesus, even Jesus couldn't help you. And uh, it's interesting because the person I think who struggled the most in the first two episodes um, is the person who you would think like of everybody is the is the most privileged. I mean, unquestionably is the most privileged. It's the character of Nicodemus, and if you're not familiar with Nicodemus. Nicodemus is a guy that Jesus is um, speaking to in John 3, right before John 3, 16. Um, and so, yeah. Uh, he is this respected teacher, right? Like, they call him the teacher of teachers. He's so honored and so influential and so wealthy and whatever. Like, he's just, he has this seemingly perfect life and you can tell he's just suffocating right like it, it's not enough something is amiss he is playing a role like um he's faking it he's faking it like there's there's something missing there's there's a lack of conviction like he has all the knowledge but he doesn't have any conviction and He's having to confront that, right? Like all of his knowledge is not sufficient. He can't, yeah, yeah, he's just, he's been studying and he's been teaching and everybody thinks he's got it all together and he doesn't. And if he doesn't have it all together, then nobody does. And that's kind of the point. It's just like Israel is in this desperate place. And, you know, I think sometimes we forget like, it's easy in 2020 to be like, man, the world has never been worse than it is today. And maybe in some ways that's true, but I think the human condition has always been bad, right? Like it's always been hard and it's always been a struggle. There's always been confusion. There's always been corruption, um, depravity, you know, and you see some of the worst of it, but then you see Jesus and he doesn't show up until like the very end, maybe the last two or three minutes of episode one. Um, but you, you, as soon as you see him, you're like, oh, well, that's obviously Jesus. Uh, and he's a little bit weird in the first couple episodes, just mystical, kind of odd. Like he shows up and you're like, oh man, where are you going with this? Um, but the end of that first episode is maybe the most beautiful scene in the whole, the whole series. It would not surprise me if that is like where it peaks right there. Um, yeah, there's just so many stories and i think that's the thing we we forget right like one of the one of the words that i didn't really use i feel like before i got to legacy i want to say the first series or the second series we did while i was there was about stories and the power of stories and they actually changed the um 
the the motto at some point from just love God and love people. It's to love God. Um, oh, I'm not looking at it right now, but it, but it incorporated the idea of stories across, you know, um, like our stories, and then also, you know, to tell God's story. And uh, I think that's right. Sorry, Steve. Um, but yeah, I just I don't know. I feel like story was always something I associated with fiction right like it's just whatever it's a story is a storybook right like something for kids is something that's for entertainment or you know distraction or something like it's not sub- substantive it doesn't really like serve a purpose um but even if you look at children's stories right like aesop's fables they're meant to be instructive you, there's always a lesson whether it's intentional or not um and I think that's actually one of the things that's frustrating about things that are made for adults. And I don't mean adult like naughty. I just mean adult like it's oriented towards adults. There isn't a lesson. It's just dark for the sake of darkness. And often that's the point is, well, you shouldn't really have hope. Life sucks and then you die. To quote Jacob Black. Um, yeah, but that's, that's not the gospel. That's not the Bible. That's not the story of the human race. It may be the story of some individuals, but we have a choice. And yeah, the, the alternative begins with Jesus. Jesus is the difference. And he's all the difference. To see Mary Magdalene in episode one and then in episode two is one of the most powerful yeah you just you see someone who's at peace at rest for the first time in i don't know maybe 30 years and it's yeah she doesn't know how to be normal like she's she's trying to host shabbat and she has no clue how to do it she gets it mixed up with seder which is sabbath and passover um one of these happens every week and one of them happens once a year and she doesn't know which is which even though she's been a jew the whole time but you know you don't really get to participate in sabbath a whole lot when you're demon possessed and probably a prostitute um but i will say one thing this series is not gratuitous it's definitely um not shying away from the darkness but it's not just dark and violent and you know it's not gory it's not bleak for the sake of bleakness you never get a game of thrones feel from it right like it's definitely made by believers to encourage and inspire believers and so hey look if you've got some time and you're looking for something to watch that will help you connect with jesus if you're struggling to connect with jesus like i struggle to connect with jesus if you need a reminder that god is good and that he's powerful and that he can transform even the like stupidest, scariest, saddest, you know, strangest stories. Check it out. Check it out. The Chosen. You can watch it on YouTube. You can watch it on the app. Um, hey, if you don't want to watch it alone, I'll come watch it with you. Just let me know. All right. I hope that you guys have had a good Saturday. Hope you've been Sabbathy yourself. On to Sunday. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. I'll talk to you later. Bye.